Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Because We Matter podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a bit more of a sensitive topic, but essentially how to have a good, successful friendship, relationship, romantic relationship, whatever it looks like, with somebody who struggles with a mental illness, which is kind of a hard topic. But we're going to address it in the best way we can. Um, first of all, I want to introduce you guys to the topic of mental abuse, which essentially is when somebody um, who has a mental illness is like constantly apologizing, just needing a lot of reassurance, struggling to just put their guard down. Um, they break down during... Um, small disagreements and they can seem really hypersensitive to criticism um they often will say things like they feel like they aren't enough like they they also struggle to receive compliments and they don't believe those compliments even if they're genuine or they'll try to pass them back to you and say oh no you are more this than i am or they'll just They'll just overall try to take the attention off of themselves. Um, People who are mentally abused struggle with um, second-guessing how much you love them. Even if you really love them and you tell them that you love them, they're going to have a hard time believing it because they don't think that anybody could ever love them. And they frequently just give everything of themselves so that you won't leave them and still feel like that's not enough. They'll try to push you away because they think that you're worthy of somebody who's better than they are. And in 9 of 10 cases, um, people who struggle with a mental illness have effects of mental abuse in one form or another. And those can definitely affect relationships and friendships and make it really hard to be able to be friends with these people. So today we're going to talk about how you can help somebody if um, you're in a relationship or friendship with them. Because the reality is, um, whether you mean to be or not, there's a good chance that you're contributing to somebody's mental abuse. And not even realizing it. So today, we're going to educate you on how you can be a better friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, to somebody who struggles. If you're dating somebody, one of the be- some of the best things that you can do are realize that it's going to kind of come out in certain situations, like... um They'll just be second-guessing the little things that um, you're doing to try and help them. We're wondering if they're a pity project in some way. Um, they kind of break down during your small disagreements, like we said before. They believe that they're not good enough. You're not good enough. Sorry, let me correct myself. They believe that they are not good enough for you in a bad way. They think that you deserve so much better than them. And they're afraid that 
they're going to just leave you anyways. So they're going to struggle to let their guard down and just emotionally let you in. It can cause a lot of self-consciousness and just this fear of letting go and truly being who they are. They feel like they always have to keep this mask up and always try to be happy and positive when really they don't feel that way. And you're going to have to make it very clear, perhaps multiple times, that it's okay for them to feel what they need to feel. You're going to need to validate them a little bit more than you might have to in another friendship or relationship. And they might shut you down when they get criticized or apologize excessively and just feel like they are constantly bothering you. Um, they often feel not safe, just like in the fr- in your friendship. They feel like maybe, once again, they're just not good enough. They're, they can never deserve to have a friend like you. Sometimes they'll um, close themselves off and be emotionally distant to protect you. Because they think that um, being emotionally distant will protect you from their problems and help keep you in their life. Either that or they show you too many of their problems to try and scare you away because they think that you'll be a lot happier without them. They also have a tendency to give you everything but still say that it's like not enough. They go above and beyond to make sure that you're having a successful, happy relationship And then they're never taking anything for themselves. And they're saying that what they're doing isn't enough, even when nobody else would do this much or give this much to try and have a successful relationship. And one of some more of the things that you can do are just to, one, validate. Make sure that you're validating a lot. And two... If they need some space, or if they need extra help right now, give them what they need. They really, people with mental illness really do feel like they're not enough. They really do feel like, in spite of all the effort that they put into trying to just be a good person and make a difference in the world, that they don't. And that is, that's a really hard struggle for them to have to deal with. And the reality is, these people are amazing. They battle demons in their brain every single day. Some things that you can do to just help make their life a little easier are saying things that people who struggle with mental illness really need to hear often. And here are just 10 of them that I've found are really helpful for me personally to be able to hear and to be able to tell my friends to help them in hard moments. Um, one, your struggle isn't a reflection of your character. It's only a reflection of the symptoms that you're fighting through. You're still a good person. You just have some problems because your brain isn't quite working right, and that's okay. Two, you're not a burden. Three, It's okay if the only thing you've done today is survive. That alone requires so much courage and strength. For if your symptoms are severe, 
don't hold yourself to the same standards you have of yourself when they're mild. Five, you're not alone. There are 350 million people in the world with depression. There's about 200 million with anxiety. And those numbers aren't exactly going down. Lots of people struggle with mental illnesses. And it's a battle, that's for sure, but it's one that you can win. Six. It's okay if you need to rest more than others, because fighting depression and anxiety is absolutely exhausting. It also often leads to insomnia, which makes it hard to rest, but when you do need to rest more, rest more. Seven. You are not the horrible things that your mind is telling you. And until you're able to see that for yourself, I'll be here to remind you that you're amazing and that you're still a good person. Eight, you're worthy of love and compassion. That's a very important one to remind them of, by the way. Nine, it's okay if you can't figure it out in the next few months or even years. Let's just focus on the next few hours or even the next few moments. Just go step by step and don't worry about the rest. We'll get there. 10. Stop comparing yourself to others. They're running a different race than you. Your only job is to focus on your finish line, not theirs, not what they're doing. Focus on you and I'll be here for you while you go through it. It's really important that as somebody who's a friend of or has a romantic relationship with or once again, whatever your case may be, anybody who has a relationship of any kind with somebody with a mental illness needs to understand that they aren't going to be able to do the same things that other people are able to do. They're going to need a little extra support at certain times. They're going to need a little bit more space, a little bit more attention. It, it really depends on what exactly they're feeling in a certain depressive episode or when their anxiety sets in or if they're dealing with OCD or PTSD or any mental illness of any kind. It's important for you to realize that these spells often do get better and they do end. And it may be hard for a little while, but honestly, it means that they need you more rather than less. They need you to show up for them more, to be more aware of their warning signs, and just to be the best person that you can be. And that's okay. It's okay to struggle. And honestly, if you... If you were in their shoes for a minute, if you experience the kind of endless pain and struggle that they experience on an almost constant basis, you would feel completely differently. You'd realize that it's so easy to feel drained from fighting this war in your head 24-7 or to feel desensitized just because of your own suffering, to protect yourself from negative emotions and just feel numb. And it really puts a force field between 
you and everything that you want to be or being able to go to a party and not have a panic attack or just freak out. It's really hard to struggle with this. And unfortunately, it does show up in relationships. It does show up in our struggles. So, hopefully that was helpful. And just to close off, I wanted to share a little bit about the symptoms of anxiety and depression and just some of the things that you see but don't totally know exactly what's happening inside of their inside of their head when you see jokes and smiles you can actually be seeing just like a difficulty accepting and expressing painful emotions so they block themselves off and pretend to be happy instead when you see somebody with depression or anxiety caring for others you see them feeling undeserving of the same love so they try to give it to others when you see but when you see someone who's a overachiever you're seeing a case of imposter syndrome which is just really feeling undeserving of life when you see somebody who's constantly busy and tries to keep themselves constantly busy you're seeing somebody who's struggling to be left alone with their thoughts when you see somebody who's unshakable in tough times it means that their being is numb and apathetic to the outcome as they possibly can be when you see somebody working long hours it's to distract themselves from their own suffering and it's just important to remember that somebody's outer world doesn't always reflect their inner world. And what you see might not be what they're going through. It's not bad to assume that they're struggling because the odds are, if they've told you they struggle with depression and anxiety, they're struggling at least a little bit. I think there's a quote and I don't have it with me right now so I can't quote it directly but it's basically about how if you were to assume that half of the people you come in contact with are going through the hardest day of their life today you'd probably be right they probably are going through the hardest day of their life the hardest time of their life the hardest season and that's really hard So just be kind. Try to be a little bit more aware of what it can look like to be somebody with anxiety and depression and be there for those people and be kind to them, even if you don't totally understand what they're going through. Just love them. Just be there for them and do your best. And if it starts to affect you, You need to take care of yourself too. Take a break. Pass it over to somebody who can do better with it. And we're all human. We're all doing our best. And hopefully this helped. And thank you for listening to this episode. Have a good day, guys.